This is Paul Sharman today on the 78th edition of Sports and Stuff on Rainier Avenue Radio. Today as my special guest on the 78th edition. I have longtime Seattle Times sports writer Percy Allen. Percy covered the Seattle Supersonics when they were in Seattle. He's also covered the University of Washington Husky men's basketball team, the Seattle Storm. I believe Percy's doing some uh, general news reporting as well. Is that right, Percy? I am doing. Uh, yeah, I moved over about six weeks ago, and uh, uh, yeah, I moved out, out, out of sports and just writing about the coronavirus and um, the protests that are happening uh, around Seattle and around the nation. Well, a little update there on your new uh, duties the Seattle Times. But let me go a little further with this interview in a minute. I want to recognize my engineer today, Lucius Tenebris. We have a lot of good things going on at Rainier Avenue Radio. We're on the World Wide Web. We have sports shows, lifestyle shows, political shows, the whole gamut. And let me mention a little connection, Percy, that you and I have to Lucius. Uh, Lucius attended CADMA, the Creative Arts Digital Media Academy. And you and I both at one time uh, taught Lucius a separate course. I did one on student media rights, and you taught Lucius a course as well many years ago. How's that connection? Holy smokes. That's a small world. Right. I mean, that's just Seattle for you right there. That if you're, you know, I found that if you're around Seattle long enough, it's not six degrees of separation. It's like two degrees of separation. Right. You can connect the dots very quickly. There's a lot of truth to that. I've heard Seattle described before as a small, big city, but there's a lot of truth to that. Well, my sports and stuff show has been around now for nearly three years, having a lot of fun. I practice law with my full-time job and with my radio show, I record about two shows a month and most of my interviews are on my website. Uh, a bunch are on Mixcloud and the Rainier Avenue radio website is continuing to be updated. Let me go back to you, Percy, for a minute. As I mentioned before, Percy Allen has been a longtime sports reporter. He's now, as he mentioned a minute ago, working in the uh, news department. Uh, Percy, I believe, is an Ohio native. He grew up, I believe, in the Cleveland area. He's a graduate of Kent State University in Ohio. Uh, Percy, back in the 2006-07-08 days, was a real go-to source on Seattle Supersonics issues, everything involving the Sonics, what was going on the court, the relocation battle. Percy was a, someone the media went to a lot for, for information. And Percy also appeared in a Sonicsgate movie. Any other movies you've appeared in, Percy? Not that I know of. <laughs> and, uh, unless we're talking about home-made movies, but uh, no, uh, that's the only one that made it to wide release. Gotcha. I had a small role in that as well. I was asked to comment on a couple of the legalities, and I have not been in any other movies as well. But I, I was certainly no prominent person in that. But uh, it was fun to see you in there, and I remember that we both had that connection as well. Well, Percy, I really appreciate you coming on Sports and Stuff on Rainier Avenue Radio. Yes, thanks for having me. Let's do this. Absolutely. Percy, I asked this same question to a few of your colleagues. Um, Dave Grosby answered Floyd Merriweather. Dave Sims, the Mariner's voice, answered Sandy Koufax. Softy Mahler answered Tiger Woods. Ian Furness recently said he would like to have a more extensive conversation with Russell Wilson, who is a living sports figure that you would like to interview that you've never interviewed. Oh, that's a good one. A uh, living, living that I that would like that I've never interviewed. That's a good one. Um, I'll have to think about something for a little bit. Uh, and I know we don't have a lot of time. I gave you a few hints of what the other guys said. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, you know, I'm just fascinating. Who am I fascinated by? You know, 
God, you you know, you do so much in 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 this business. Um uh does it have to be an athlete or can it be Yeah, it could be somebody outside of like an athlete, like a general manager or an owner or a labor leader, just someone in the sports world you've never interviewed, you love to chat with. Yeah. Um I would say you know, I guess I would say Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods or Tiger Woods or Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson. Wow. Yeah. yeah Mike Tyson. Interesting. You know, actually more Mike Tyson. Because I've never had a chance to really talk to him, you know, and I've always been fascinated by him. Uh, but in my lifetime, and, you know, I, I don't know where this interview will go, but in my lifetime, there's only been a handful of folks who have really just been so captivating and so, um, like, like move not only their sport, but just the general psyche. And... I would say for me, uh, and I'm 51, um, it's been, you know, Michael Jordan, Tiger Woods, and Mike Tyson. Now, I would include Ali in that, but, you know, I was a kid when Ali was doing this thing, right? I was like six, eight years old, and it didn't hit me quite like those other three guys hit me. Like, like those other three guys were right in my wheelhouse, and... I've spoken to Michael Jordan several times, and, and I've never spoken to Tiger Woods, but Mike Tyson would be one that I would say. No doubt he would not be a boring guy to chat with, Mike Tyson, no doubt about it. All right, Percy, you're covering uh, more news now, so I, I think this question is probably even more relevant that you're, that you're not just a sports reporter, you're, you're, a, you're a news reporter as well. Well, sports reporters do news as well, but you know what I mean. Um, yeah. Who is a deceased person in history? that you would have liked to have interviewed that you never obviously had a chance to interview. Mention one person in history you would have loved to have chatted with. Well, you know, and I think I mentioned him earlier, but it would be Ali. Um, you know, just, and, you know, it, it, it would, you know, so it's a fascinating question in the sense, but, you know, like, when would you want to interview them too, right? It's like, sure. when would you want to talk to Ali? And, um, you know, I would almost like to talk to him as he was making the climb. Because it's one thing, you know, when you're older and you have knowledge and you have wisdom and experience. But, you know, you know, when you're young, too, you don't really necessarily have all of the answers. And so that young Ali who, you know, made, you know, maybe made some mistakes and, um, you know, uh, pissed people off, you know, that way. You know, it is it is interesting to to kind of see that how, you know, when people get older, they become more beloved and respected. But, you know, folks tend to forget that Ali and his youth was not a popular figure. A lot of people did not like him. You know, same goes with Martin Luther King, right? You know, a lot of people did not like these people that we now revere. And so, uh, yeah, I would love to talk to a young Ali in his 20s as he's, you know, coming up, you know, you know, sort of embracing the nation of Islam and, you know, just trying to figure the whole thing out and, you know, just making some inflammatory remarks, just, you know, you know, not necessarily having all of the answers, but just trying to find that. That's what I find truly fascinating. 
And he was known as Cassius Clay when he was growing up as well. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, I like your answers. Interesting. I, I'm an American history fan. I think Lincoln, Martin Luther King, FDR would have been fascinating people to talk to. But that's another conversation we can have later, Percy. <laughs> um, Percy, you grew up uh, – this is Paul Schneiderman of Sports and Stuff on Rainier Avenue Radio with Seattle Times uh, reporter Percy Allen. Percy, you grew up in the Cleveland area. You attended Kent State University. Why don't you share with us a little bit how you got the bug to go into journalism? You know, I always knew, you know, uh, just inside some way, I knew that I would be, you know, making my way with words and with writing. You know, I didn't necessarily have it all sort of figured out, but I always knew back in high school, right, um, you know, it was just that kind of stuff kind of came easier to me, right, you know, and, and it wasn't, uh, it was more organic, uh, you know, I was on the yearbook committee, right, and things of that nature, so I, it was always kind of there, Um and in college, pretty much the same way that I sort of gravitated my way, you know, sort of that way that I, you know, uh, I took some business classes, but it was more, um, I was more, uh, what did I start? I was a political science major. Well, I'm sorry. I, I started taking political science classes. And then by the time my junior, sophomore year, it's more journalism classes. I thought I really, early on, I thought I would be an, in, an English teacher. And maybe coach some football, like some coach high school football. So that was kind of my sort of dream early on, or you know, well, that is to be a NFL player, right? And so uh, when the NFL route didn't sort of pan out, then I thought I'd be an English teacher, and then went and sort of found my way here. So it was always going to be that way for me. Uh, and uh, how I happened to get to Seattle was just ha- happenstance and just luck. And, following a girl and things of that nature, right? But but I kind of always knew that I would be making my way, talking to people, and telling their stories. And you like current events a lot, don't you, Percy? Hmm. You know, uh, kind of like yourself, um, I, you know, I've always been a fan of history, you know, so, so you know, like I've all, you know, I've sometimes been accused of sort of, you know, living in the past too much and sort of dwelling on the past because, you know, I've just kind of been fascinated by, you know, the history of this country uh, and, and just the formation of this country that way. But, yes, yeah, to answer your question, yeah. Um, you know, uh, I like to live in the moment as well and um, and to just sort of chronicle that. Uh, you know, um, I do take it very seriously that, like, journalism is, like, the first pages of history. I truly believe that, that, and and that, like, in that moment, you know, you may not have it totally correct, but you, you know, like, you try to do the best you can in that moment, and then you get better, and then, like, history will judge, all right? So, you know, this is, this is what, you know, those events reflect. Um, but, yeah, so uh, it's hard not to kind of do this job and not be fascinated about your surroundings and what's going on. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. Paul Schammer again on Sports and Stuff on Rainier Avenue with Percy Allen. Percy, you covered the Seattle Storm, I believe, for a couple of years. Do I have that right? Yeah, and, you know, I think I, I still cover them. You know, and it says, you know, even though I moved over to New Side, but uh, before I made the jump, I was covering the, the Storm. And, yeah, I find them to be fascinating as well. 
Sure. And, and the storm, the proposal right now is for the WNBA to have a 22 regular season season from late July to early October, October at a single site facility in Florida, the IMG facility. And there's obviously a lot of pandemic worries about this. Susan Sue Bird's raising some questions about it. What, what's your take, Percy, on this WNBA plan to uh, play games at a single facility in Florida this year? God bless them, right? I mean, um, look, I find all of it to be very ambitious and um, fascinating in a sense. I know that I've thrown that word out a few times, but it's just not the WNBA, but it's Major League Baseball, it's the NFL, it's um, uh, uh, colleges in general. But if we're talking about the WNBA in specific, kind of what they're trying to do. Look, this is unprecedented. This is something new. And so um, it's, you know, we almost have to do a wait-and-see approach. Uh, Look, I, you know, as for me and and as a journalist, you know, journalist, I go into this thinking that, you know, I'm a little skeptical, you know, Mm -hmm. um, just going in. Because I'm just wondering, like, like how is this going to work, right? I mean, like, are like, are we serious here? Like, how is this going to work? But, but, but I am, I'm, I'm also just as a voyeur, just you know, like, just, just really curious, you know, about all of it because we've never seen anything like this, Paul. Right? I mean, this is we are breaking new ground. We are making history, and you know, as we go in. And a little bit feels like a lot of these these folks are making it up as they go. But what else are they going to do? So, so I'm not going to be so critical of you know of people trying to do something, right? And so I'm not just going to be on the sidelines trying to poke shots at everything. That's not my job. You know what 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 I'm just going to try to do is just to take it all in, and then to for you know for like people who are interested in these topics to like give them as much as they can as I see it. But I just think it's really ambitious. Um, a part of me feels as if, you know, people in sports whose job it is to to monetize sports entertainment are now getting into a medical field. <laughs> right? Like, okay, oh, sure that's going to work. <laughs> I feel like that's not going to be, you know, like fraught with disaster at some point in time. Like, it's not what they were trained to do. It's like, it's not, you know, it's not their thing. And yet they're they're going to try to do this marriage and they have to do it, you know, somewhat with some type of success. Uh, And in terms of the WNBA, we know that, you know, from just some of these guidelines that are coming out, that that and it's just so sad it's just so heartbreaking that that you know they are getting less than what the nba is getting right you know just in terms of you know just simple stuff like this in in terms of um what each team how many players or like personnel each team can provide you know i just saw just like the coaching staff i i i want to say just in terms of coaching staff Let's say the storm is allowed. Don't quote me on this. I think it's like eight, eight coaching staff, and and that's coaches and trainers and and like and like you know the whole kit. As in terms of the Oklahoma City Thunder, they are allowed twenty seven. 
I believe that's accurate. And so, you know, that's just not, there's no equity in that type of a situation. And, you know. Kind of a no-win for the pro leagues, isn't it, Percy? You know, but, and and then if you're players, it's almost no-win for them as well. Right? right. And it's just fascinating. Do they go? Do they not go? Um, and, you know, I think you have to respect everybody's decision. You know, I, I was listening to uh, Renee Montgomery. Um, you know, she's a basketball player. I want to say for the Atlanta Dream. And, you know, so, like, she's choosing not to go to, like, focus on, you know, just the protests and, like, what she can do for her country. And that's got to be okay. And, and, and we have to be able to support her and to be okay with that. And if somebody says, I don't want to go because I just don't think it's safe, that's got to be okay, too. And I don't think they should be vilified for that. Like, right? I mean, like, you know, and then you've got to push that to the NBA players and the NFL players that, like, if a Russell Wilson says, you know what, I don't want to play. I'm sorry, guys. I just don't think it's safe. He would be vilified for that. But yet we should think about that, like, and, you know, and say, well, you know what, if he doesn't want to play, that's his right. I mean, like, he, it is, I mean, like, you know, like, you know, it's like he doesn't have to entertain us, you know, like he chooses to do that. He chooses to play. And if he doesn't want to play, we got to be okay with that. I'll tell you, Percy, beyond the sports world, there's a lot of legal issues coming up right now with people who are not comfortable work, comfortable working due to COVID-19. So this is going to be an ongoing issue in the months, I believe, to come. Uh, Paul Schnabel again on Sports and Stuff on Rainier Avenue Radio with Percy Allen. Percy, you've written about it. I, I, we only have so much time. I'd love to talk to you more about how these pro leagues are going to prospectively handle their, their seasons. We'll see if we got a couple more minutes, we can go back into it more. But I want to ask you a little more about the aftermath of the George Floyd, George Floyd atrocities. And you've written about the, the issue. Um, Percy, do you think colleges and pro leagues are going to be able to keep coaches in basketball and football, coaches and general managers, those two sports have – high percentage of African-American athletes involved. Do you, do you think that you can be a, a coach and survive and not be very pro-Black pro Lives Matter? Because there's a lot of coaches out there that are pretty conservative people. Do, do you think those, type of, those types of philosophies are going to be able to work now in this, in this era? It's a great and, question. And, it's a great question. It's a fascinating question. And, Paul, oh, you know, the short answer is I, I would say no. No, you know, and I just, uh, I just think those times are done. You know, look, I, yeah, you know, many, many years ago, I was a college athlete, and, you know, I'm still friends with my former coaches, and I know how they thought, and um, they weren't necessarily aligned to my way of thinking. Now, you know, uh, you know, for me and you, we grew up in a different time when, like, all right, well, that was just kind of. You know, okay, these kids nowadays that they they are realizing their power and they are asserting more of their power. It's going to be fascinating to where this goes. Look, I don't necessarily think it's going to be all sort of smooth and correct because I think, and you know, I hate to put the the like uh, cart before the horse, and yeah. right, but I kind of think where we're headed, and look, it's not a good place, but I kind of think where we're headed is that. You know, if you're a if you're a potential young high school 
know, phenom, or not even phenom, but, but just a prospective student athlete, and somebody comes to recruit you and their views do not align with yours, you know, um, I think it's going to be very difficult for that for that coach. And, you know, in this atmosphere that, that we're living today, and it's just really difficult. I mean, like, because if you're a Trump supporter, right, and, you know, look, like, you know, if you're a Mike Leach and you are a big-time Trump supporter and you go to, you know, a African-American, you know, prospect, should you, you know, be ostracized for that because, you know, because you support somebody that, you know, look, I don't know how that's going to go, but I think going forward, that's going to be a very difficult sale for people, you know. Um, from now, let me ask you a question, like Percy. From now going forward, do you think a, a pro coach or a college coach must be a liberal Democrat? <laughs> and there you go, right? I mean, it, 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 like, how unfair is that? Like, like that's just BS, right? So, like, but I, I mean, like, on the surface of it, and that's kind of where it's going. Like, like, really, do I have to be of like? But you know, I mean, I don't know, Paul. Look, I don't have the answer, and, and and this is one of, like, so I do much better, you know, asking questions than like answering questions, but I think that part it's of tough one, is isn't it? It's tough. Yeah. It, it, it's it tough. Truly is. But if you're but if you're a player, I just think that you want to align yourself with people who share your view. And if you don't share my view, then I can't get down with you. And that's kinda of how it's you know, that's how I feel that these kids are going it is so you know, I've been out there with these kids and you know, in like these protests, it is so powerful to see these young people sort of realize their power and and to find their voice. And I'm hearing that probably also, real quickly, probably also to analyze this question is, it's how disparate the different viewpoints are. I mean, like a Mitt Romney point of view is different than a Donald Trump point of view, for example. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Percy, yeah. let me move on to something else. This is a conversation sure. we can continue in another interview at another time. But uh, any thoughts on the uh, Amazon securing naming rights to Seattle Arena? They're going to be calling it the Climate Pledge Arena. Do you like that plan? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I love uh, Jeff Bezos and Amazon coming on as a partner. You know, I'm going to be honest. Initially, I didn't love the name. You know, I'm sure it'll you know it'll grow on me and it'll 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 be fine. You know, I love the idea of it. They're, Reusable, you know, uh, products by uh, 2024, right? Uh, and so I love all of that, you know, behind it. The name, you know, like, huh? All right. Could we think of a, a better name? But it, it, it'll be fine. The name's a little quirky, but we'll we'll see how it grows on us. Percy, you like I mentioned earlier, you've covered the Sonic story for so many years. You know the NBA well. Uh, um, any, do you have any secrets you can share or any insights in the possibility of the NBA come back to Seattle in the 2020s? Here we go. Uh, it's going to be tough. You know, um, I think it's going to be a tough sell, and we've talked about this off of the year a few times. Um, you, you know, let's take a look at this next round of collective bargaining that, uh, you know, some, some time off. Um, but right now, I just don't see anyone in the position to move. I don't think expansion is in the works, especially now after the pandemic. You know, uh, I, I certainly think ex- expansion is off of the table. 
Um, and so, you know, but if there's a team that was hit so hard to where they can't make money in their market and they're looking to move, well, hey, look, there's a beautiful arena that's about to open in Seattle. And there's a fan base that is clamoring for a team. So that is all in play. Um, but uh, Are you optimistic the NBA will come back to Seattle this decade? This decade? No, I am not. You're not. Oh gosh, that's unfortunate. That's I asked that Sorry. question to some other guests, Percy. They're more optimistic, but you you know what you're talking about. So that that's. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I'm 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 just not this decade. Um, and that's and, and look, that's only, you know, I mean, we're only talking like what, <laughs> ten ten years, right? Then so, but no, I don't think it's going to happen this decade. Percy, we got a couple minutes left. Paul Schneiderman of Sports and Stuff on Rainier Avenue Radio with uh, the Great Seattle Times columnist writer Percy Allen. Percy, you attended Kent State University. It's a good state school with a lot of campuses around Ohio. I think there's a few others around the country as well. Kent State, though, Percy, still has a little bit of a stigma from that May 1970 incident during the Vietnam War where the National Guard um, shot and killed some students. Do you think Kent State still has a stigma over that, or is that just really, really old news? No. Um, you know, it is something that that, uh, that is taught there. Uh, it is something, you know, look, I'll be totally honest that, you know, when I was in high school, I didn't necessarily know of the history, but, 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 uh, but almost from the second that you arrive on campus, you, you know, the history, you know, it is taught, it is, it is a part of that school. It is a, you know, that, that, that sort of activism spirit is still alive. And we're talking like 50 years later, right? Yeah. I mean, I mean, that was like, 1970. So, like, we're talking 50 years later. That activism spirit is still there, um, and uh, I hope they keep that alive and going. It is. Um, it was a powerful time, and you know, look, I, you know, we like said a bit. You know, I tried to say it earlier, but I feel some of that happening around the country right now. You know, in like so many different ways. A lot of history at that university, for sure. I can't believe it's been uh, over 50 years since that uh, horrific incident. Are, are you, do you follow the Golden Flashes, Percy? Are you a uh, do you continue to be a Kent State University uh, fan? Oh yeah, I oh, well I have to be, you know. And you know it's it's uh, it's it's been difficult for us, you know, but we've had some uh, few changes with the coaching staff, and I believe we have the right person in place now. And uh, yeah, you know, I, look, I'm I'm always going to be a sub supporter. Uh, whether I'm there physically or not, but uh, yeah, uh, you know, I love my time at, at Kent State. Well, I, I, I'm a I'm a Kent State fan too. Part of it's my connections to you, Percy. First, we got about a minute or two left. Uh, Washington Husky basketball team, you've covered them. Mike Hopkins had a little tougher of a third season. His first two years were, were pretty phenomenal. His third year kind of entered into, I guess, a junior year slump a little bit. Are you uh, pretty optimistic about the Washington basketball program in the 2020s? You know, I don't know if I'm optimistic, um, and I think that's sort of playing out in this interview here, but I am curious, and, you know, uh, you know, it is easy for – look, I'm not a fan of, of the Washington Huskies, but, but I'm a fan of my Hopkins. It is easy for me to root for that guy. Um, but, you know, he is uh, – this is all sort of new for him as well. Uh, well Washington was his first sort of full-time gig. And and it's been fascinating for me to to just kind of watch him have you know great success his first two years, amazing success. And then as you said, he stumbled last year. So now, how do you pick yourself up from that? This is his first time that, that like he's ever really 
I'm not gonna say failed, but it wasn't you know great. So so this is his first time as as a coach like this that 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 he's ever had some you know not success. What do you do now? You know where do you go from here? And so that's gonna be fascinating to watch because by the step, Washington State is coming on. Washington State had a great recruiting team. They are um, right. Right. Yeah, right. And the Huskies, they were just kind of all right. I mean, they were kind of okay. So, uh, but be careful what's happening, you know, you know, across the state. And so things could flip really quickly. We'll see about the Washington basketball program. A lot ahead. Percy, I really appreciate coming on Sports and Stuff on Rainier Avenue Radio. Wish we had more time. I'll hope to get you back one day, and you and I will be in touch. I like you, Paul. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye.